Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. As you probably know our original podcast Tender Loving Care which is available on all podcasting platforms has a new episode each Wednesday in that podcast we break down a show from the TLC network past or present, deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We have decided to watch even more TLC and get in on this new season of 90 Day Fiancé Before the 90 Days and release it as some more content for you, our beautiful trash TV loving listeners. Hi Kate! Oh, actually, it's not hi Kate. So guys, Kate has decided to, no, she's ill. So she, I got a call or a text from her over the weekend and Darling Kate is very, very sick, feeling under the weather. She was a little bit better today, but um, I am flying completely solo on this episode of the pod. So if the best, if you, if what you enjoy the most about the podcast is Kate, you can, it's fine to switch off. Like I, I understand it, you know, trust me, it's, it's harder to be me then listen to me. So I fully understand you can take your leave and I will see you later on in the week. But if you want to hang around and hear me talk shit about these people on 90 Day Fiancé, I'm here. So sending healing vibes, love out to Kate in Austin. Um, She's pretty ill, so I'm hoping... um, You know, she needs to take some time, so maybe she'll be back by the end of the week, maybe not, but... Don't fear, we are still going to discuss our 90 Day Fiancé today, and then tomorrow we have our regular Wheel of Shame episode, in which we're covering 
we're covering this show about a girl that got lost to a cult. And I've started watching it and it is not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. But I will get through it and we will record and release that tomorrow. Um, Kate may or may not be with us. Um, But yeah, so we're going to dive into 90 Day Fiance, just you and I. I hope all of you have had a beautiful weekend. I was sunning myself in where in the world is Carmen, San Diego. And it was lush. I was at the beach the entire day trying to show off my tennis skills on the beach, which was interesting. And um, yeah, so I am back in LA now, but um, I think, like we were talking last week about, yeah, it was last week, the weekend before was this supposed like hurricane, right? LA had the flash floods, hurricane, tropical floods, careful, LA's falling into the ocean and it was witches and a little bit of rain. If you don't understand the witches reference, go back and listen to what happened outside my house during this. Anyway, I say all this to say we did have an earthquake. It was, I'm not used to earthquakes. I've lived in LA for like over 10 years and I've definitely experienced them. But obviously I grew up with no sense of what they what they were or what they felt like or any type of ever having to prepare for them. I am now thinking there are constant earthquakes going on because on that weekend I was taking a little bit of a little bit of a nap because I was feeling rather delicate on that Sunday as I had had a hurricane party the night before. So I was settling into a deep, deep sleep on my sofa and the earthquake hit. Um, and I just felt the sofa like, you know, going back and forth and stuff. Anyway, every, like nearly every night since I'm waking up thinking as I'm mo- <laughs> as I'm moving in my bed, I'm thinking that that's another earthquake starting. So last night I was convinced, I woke up at like 3am, convinced there was another earthquake, sat for a minute thinking, what do I, every time I do the same thing, every time there's an earthquake or one striking, I think to myself, oh shit, earthquake's happening. And just straight through my head, do I have an emergency kit? Do I have vodka? Do I have any mixers? Oh shit, is this actually happening? Hang on, what do I do? Am I supposed to go under a doorway and then it's usually over? That's the pattern of thoughts I have with an earthquake. And now I'm having that every night. So guys, I think I have PTSD from one of the smallest earthquakes that has happened. So that's me. Anyway, I hope all of you are doing well and coming. I guess it's kind of the end of the summer, but I don't believe that. It was 105 where I live today. So you know what? Summer's coming for us still. Anyway, let's get into this episode, guys. (laughs) Woo! This is a hot, this is a toughie not to do with Kate because the Gino and the Jasmine of it all, you know, we were looking forward to this for so long. So it's a shame that I cannot share this with 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 Kate, but I'm sure you'll discuss it when she's back. And by the way, I want you to understand what a consummate professional I am. I may not have my co-host today on the potty. So I decided to just record in bed. So I'm sat here right now in my cozy comfy bed i am got my got my um selection for drinks for drinks corner no one to discuss it with 
wah, wah, because Kate isn't here. But yeah, so I'm being a real professional podcaster right now and recording from bed. Um, so I better, not, I better make sure that I move around too much because I'll think there's another earthquake, but fingers crossed. Okay, I don't know who we should start with. Let's have a look. We saw in this week Amanda, Misha, Gino. Um, I have so many notes just about a toothbrush. I mean, I have so many notes on this. Riley, David, Christy. Yeah, so we saw everyone apart from Statler um, and Dempsey. Um, is that her name? Dempsey? Dep- is that her name? Yes, Dempsey, yeah. Um, and Tyree's gone, so we should kind of just remove him from my list of notes because we're never going to see Tyree again. But anyway, I guess I'll start with Amanda and Razvan. Now, look, you beautiful listeners have been DMing us um, Tender Love and Care podcast on Instagram and letting us know just your pure hatred for Amanda. And I think it's universal at this point. It's, it's really hard not to dislike her. It's really hard. We, the entirety of this episode was showing her manipulative tactics, her childlike sensibilities of backing away from a guy so that he shows he really, really wants her. And then when he backs away, she wants him even more. It's... We see them after this fight. They get together and she sat there stone cold. And they're just going back and forth about... um, She says, I love you but we're just different. And she says, you won't do anything to provide for your family. Will you be a janitor? You know, I know you want to be an actor, but will you be a janitor? Now look, there's a lot of the essence of what she's saying is something that should be said to every single one of these people that, that wants to, you know, come over to America, right? In these doomed romances. Because essentially what she's saying is, listen, I need to know that, you're moving, you're not moving to LA, you're moving to rural Louisiana. I mean, she's not articulating like this, obviously, but she's based, she knows he's moving to rural Louisiana, has zero clue how hard it will be to just get his social, how long it'll be to get his social security card, then being able to audition. And that's not in Louisiana. And he's supposed to be a dad to two very young children as well. It's 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 not going to work out. This guy wants to be a movie star. He wants to be a performer. So he, he's never going to live in Louisiana. So she's understanding the gravitas of this. And she, so, but she's just saying it in all the wrong ways. Stupid example. Will you be a janitor? Well, will you? If you say no, then that means you're not going to provide for us. And, you know, Jason, my ex used to, prov- uh, not ex, sorry, deceased husband, used to, would do anything to provide for us. See, you're not like him. And she kept comparing him. And Razvan is just at a loss. Like, this guy's energy has been sucked out of him. I don't even know how long she's been there. It's been completely sucked out of him. He doesn't know what to do anymore. He's really upset and confused. And this is just going round and round. And when she is sat on that floor and and talking to Razvan this first scene, and she says, and he says something back, and she laughs and says, (laughs) you're missing my point. Ooh, ooh, is what I have to say to that. That was dark. She is dangling him, 
playing like the housewives always talk about puppets and puppet masters but she has just got all the strings she's just picking them up throwing them down when she doesn't want to play with them and they're picking them up again because i don't know if it was just me guys but i see that scene and then i feel as though i go into the twilight zone because the next scenes i see she's like kissing his hand and saying i love you i don't want to break up with you razvan i don't want to break up with you and i was like sorry did i miss something really crucial here and i realized the only thing i missed is that he suddenly wasn't paying her attention she wanted it back so those two just need this all this needs to stop razvan's not going to move to louisiana he needs to stay doing all his TikTok stuff. He was the one that did the TikTok stuff, right? Yeah, I think he was. He can stay doing all the TikTok stuff and date that girlfriend that wears the yellow Easter egg bikini. And Amanda needs to go home, be with her children, and get into very, very intense therapy for her and her children. That's it. So you know what? We don't need to see any more of them. We don't. Just see her getting on a plane and that's it. That's all I need from Amanda. Um misha and nicola nicola this first of all misha is so impossibly beautiful she first of all she's a very very good looking woman but she also knows how to do her makeup for tv because she was she was on tv right she was a correspondent a reporter or something on air and so she knows tv makeup and that woman, there were scenes of her when she was sat speaking to Nicola's brothers and mother, and the way the light was hitting her, her foundation was perfect. Botox, flawless. I mean, round of applause, round of applause for Misha. That's what I was concentrating on, and her stupid coward of a boyfriend. So we're back to where she sat there with him. He's being very cowardly, not saying anything, not sitting near her. Um... And then he starts to say to the brother, you know, in the next few days, in the next few days, we're getting engaged. I've known her for six years. And the, the brothers are obviously shocked, but one, but happy. Then it's like, duh, 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 all the TLC music starts. We've got to tell the mother. Tell the mother. She starts crying with happiness. She's totally cool about it all. Even then, she... um they 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 speak about um her being a divorcee and having children and her response was so what i mean it was all so cuckoo this nicola has built this up and the mother couldn't be happier surprised yes brothers were surprised but they don't ju- they just said we don't judge this is wonderful and and the mother said i want him to get married so it all went swimmingly but of course then misha is left with what was this the entire time he was do you remember in that last episode he literally was saying to her yeah just so you know my mother's really mean and she's gonna hate you i mean that was the level he was talking to her and went in and everything was great so misha quite rightly and astutely starts thinking the problem isn't with them the problem is with nicola so they go to this hummus place, which I was very, very jealous of because I love hummus and I would love to have it in that place. And they were sat there and they were eating and she starts raising the questions of, you know, I think it's your problem, buddy, buddy. I don't think it's your your mother was fine. Your brothers were fine. So what's going on here? And now, look, I'm going to be honest. 
I was dipping in and out. I was dipping in and out. It's because I was getting very hungry looking at that hummus. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong from the ethers, and you can scream it wherever you're listening to this or shout it. Um, he just denied it, right? He was like, no, it's nothing wrong, Misha. I know we're going to be fine. And and that was it, right? He didn't. He didn't really agree with her. Um, he just kind of denied the sentiment and said, um, no, I, I don't care and we're going to be fine and get married. I may be incorrect. If I'm reporting reporting from the trenches incorrectly, I do apologise. But, you know, Nicola can't hold my attention that long and I was hungry for hummus. So, all right, let's move on to the next one. So I'm ob- obviously, guys, you know, we're leaving Gino and Jasmine to last. You know. So, I mean, I have... I have literal, literal, literal pages of notes. Pages. Okay, so let's go on to... Oh, I'll get into that Christian as well. Oh, why is Kate not here? I'm going to have to, like, repeat my vitriol for all of these people just directly at Kate as soon as she's well enough again. Let's go to um, David and Sheila. So we see David leaving the hotel and going shopping alone, you know, which is, um, can be daunting for anyone in a new country when you don't speak the language. Um, but obviously he's hard of hearing, he's deaf. So, um, he got in a cab and went ring shopping because he's going to propose to Sheila. They're one week left. So they, um, we see him purchase one. He does it all successfully, comes back to the hotel and they're packing in the hotel to go away. And, you know, this has been such such a journey Sheila's lost her mother um you know what happened with that construction by the way what was the conclusion of that I think he said they were going to do it gradually but anyway they're in this hotel and he says we're going to go away for the weekend we're going to go away on a romantic trip so they're both really excited and then, (laughs) then we hear Sheila say Sheila say you know she was jealous of Amy that poor goddamn interpreter that has been carried around like an old emptied out suitcase to wherever they've gone she was at least allowed 48 hours off from filming so she went so amy's vanished for a while plus she was completely jealous of her so anyway we'll we'll table that for now but then they go and they sit down uh, while they're packing and David says, you need to work more on signing, which is true. So she's doing that and that was nice to see them kind of communicate like that. And all of this, guys, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling light. I'm feeling bright. I'm thinking Sheila's going to get this beautiful, happy ending that she so deserves, as does David. And he supported her through the loss of her mother and all of this. Then we get the conversation in the transport to the hotel, vacation spot, wherever they were going. And now, hmm, very graphic about, it wasn't, it could have been solved with a conversation such as, oh, um, you know, once we get to the hotel, we can have some, insert a euphemism here for sex, right? But instead, Sheila, quite loudly, I will say, Um, into her phone to translate um, or to write it to dictate it was talking about David's penis size and how it was quote an American big dick now guys I don't know if you just want to cut that of me saying those three words put it on a loop you know 
send it to friends and family. But that's that term was um was very interesting turn of phrase. And then she's laughing and then they're laughing. And and you know, they you just you're rooting for them. You really are. And then this was just like, all right got it check know what's going on there good luck love so then they go into they get into the hotel and they end up taking a bath together um we don't see that you know some of these couples you see everything do you remember angela do you remember angela and michael and her video calls with them but no so they go and take a bath and you hear oh in the bath so hopefully that american bd got to where it needed to be all right um am i racing through these is it just because of very poor notes no it isn't it's because all of my notes do with gino and jazz gino and jasmine that's why uh riley i guess is next we'll go to vietnam um i don't know what to do with this couple like i don't know where to place them i find it boring but we've had tons of boring couples before. I don't understand either of their intention. I violent, I dislike, I violently dislike Riley. I don't like him. I don't think he's a nice person. And I think he makes a lot of excuses about not having trust, you know, having his trust broken. Buddy, everyone has. Everyone has. I mean, he opened up a little bit. We see them in the market and... Um, they sit there and they try the... I feel like we always see this in foreign countries, them trying the Dorian fruit. And it's supposed to... The smell is supposed to resemble like a, a corpse. That's how unpleasant it is. But to taste it is apparently supposed to be very nice, but I don't know. Anyway, he didn't like it. So he goes to sit down and they're in this market and it's hot and, you know, there's, there's cooking and different foods and spices and all this stuff. And he's just like, I'm about to throw up. I'm going to throw up all these smells I can't. She's like, okay, so they get some water. And we find out he has two days until he leaves. Two days. I mean, they've just done, like, they've they've just argued, not spoken to each other, and that was it. Like, this has been their journey. And I don't don't like him. And Violet, I don't, I can't get a read on her. They're just not an attractive couple. And I don't mean physically attractive. I mean to to watch on television because there's drama, but it's really unpleasant and unsavory. And, and when he starts this conversation with her about trust, it's this, uh, I don't trust women. I mean, I... He explains that it sounds like he was in a psychologically abusive relationship. He really does. He says that this woman was actively cheating on him he would hear phone calls um which you know displayed her guilt and when he confronts her she'd just say you're crazy you didn't hear any of that and then he eventually found her with a man who was shoved in the cupboard in the wardrobe i mean that that will evidently destroy someone for a very long time right we're not saying we're not saying riley you should have got over it and figure it out but you should have gone to therapy you should have worked through this because to sit in front of a woman that you've traveled a very long way very long way to go and meet and sit there and go well i don't trust women well what's the point then dude go and live in a monastery 
I mean, you know, it's misogynistic, inherently misogynistic. I don't think he likes women. And you can say it's because he's been deeply hurt. Well, if all of us disliked, you know, a sex agenda because of being hurt by them, none of us would ever be in relationships or friendships. And so it's just ridiculous. And she sat there going, oh, okay, well, what can I do? And he goes, well, it'll take a long time for me to trust you. I mean, he's just such a lost cause. I can't with him. I really, really don't like him. I didn't like this conversation because it's just, we can all find shit, guys, in our past. Every single person listening to this can go, I can be really, really angry because I lost a sibling or I lost a parent or my girlfriend cheated on me, my husband left me. We all have terrible shit that happens to us. But we have to make choices. Do we carry it on and then inflict our pain onto other people and also hurt ourselves by just living on an island and saying, well, I don't trust women, not going to be around. Well, what do you want with Violet then? If you don't trust her, what do you want, Riley? So I'm done with them. I'm just, I'm done. And then he goes on to tell her, I think this was a different scene about the PI. And he'd said, you know, I was going to... Um, I hired a PI. But don't worry, I didn't go through with that. (sighs) Okay. I mean, I zoned out. I I don't really know what the conclusion is. If he's two days until he leaves, I believe they're probably... They haven't even slept together, have they? Because she stays somewhere and he stays in her home, presumably, and she stays... He stays in a hotel. We've seen him in the hotel. We've never seen where she lives. We know she's a school teacher. She has a full-time job. There's just a lot of things missing in this story that we are usually given with a 90-day story. And I don't know what the reason is. I don't know whether it was timing or filming or perhaps certain areas they couldn't film in or not filming in her house. I don't know. But it isn't cohesive. It isn't a story I think anyone's invested in. Correct me if I'm wrong. And Riley's going to go home and... If he, by the way, if he ends up proposing to her, I'm going to go kookadoo. I'm going to go full on kookadoo. He, he's not going to, though, is he? I mean, they can barely even have a conversation without one of them getting upset. He's not, but he needs to leave. He needs to leave and, and figure out his own shit and then get into a relationship, right? Because that's what we always are told. You, you cannot enter into any type of new friendship relationship unless you have your own shit sorted out. And that can take a long time, especially when you're coming off a betrayal. But get yourself in therapy, figure out who you want to be, figure out what your goals are in life, figure out what's next for you, surround yourself with good people, and that person will come along. And that is words of wisdom from Polly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, Riley... Riley. So we've done right. So we've done Amanda. We've done Misha. We've done Riley. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Pyre, God. We've done David, Christian, Cleo. This Christian, guys. You know by now that I get can get a little heated when speaking about a personality I don't like okay Christian makes my skin crawl I want to go where is he from Minnesota or somewhere when he I think he's Minnesota I hope he's back in this country and I hope I'm gonna get on a I'm so angry I want to get on a plane to fuck knows where in Minnesota when I get off that plane I want to get an Uber directly to his house. I want him to open the door. I want to punch him around the face and say, hey, guess what, dude? You're not charming. You're not witty. And you're not good looking. Leave Cleo alone. Bye-bye. And then get in the Uber back to the airport. Fly back to LA. That's what I want to do. We open up. Oh, take a breath. Sorry, guys. Take a little bit of a breath there. Um, Okay. We... We see Cleo and Christian going to a fancy dress shop. In England, that's what we call them. I realise you call them costume costume shops. I know Cleo was saying costume, but we usually say fancy dress shop, right? And they said they're both into kind of cosplay. This place they went to was called Mad World. And I just want to say round of fucking applause for this salesperson. The shopkeeper, the shop worker. I mean, how old am I, shopkeeper? Ay, ay, ay. The worker in the shop was unbelievable that person hated christian and made no no attempt to hide it which i loved so we see christian cleo getting their interview you know talking the talking heads section and they're saying christian christian is one of the worst type of theater kids and theater kids have terrible reputations listen i was i would have been considered a theater kid i did drama all the time and obviously it was a massive deal in hollywood but i walked away from hollywood hollywood didn't walk away from me you know the story guys um but these type of amdram amateur dramatics just just probably he did a load of school plays stayed in the same town he's from and everyone was like oh you were really good in theater i remember seeing you in that you know um in that in that um rendition the school did of um annie i don't know he's just so he sat there and in the interview and he's going putting on his little gangster voice and saying oh come on or oh, this 1920s jargon and cleo's laughing and i'm like love you don't need to it's okay and he's so proud of himself and it's that grit it's that grin that's getting me dude you have nothing okay no i kate's not here to like lower the lower me get me back down to at least a 10 because i'm hitting an 80 right now i'm hitting an 80 guys but it's 
he is so enamored with himself and has this incredible false sense of superiority, his level of wit, which by the way is non-existent, and his looks and his charm. Zero, zero, and another nil point for you. Nothing. Nada, nada enchilada. Nothing. So then he's like, let's dress up as 1920s gangster gear. And he's like, um, and you can be a floozy. And Cleo's like, oh, what's a floozy? And he's like, oh, you know, like a skank. And the close-up of her face, she's like, uh, what? Completely inaccurate, by the way. Anyway, they go in these, they go and get dressed. And he's like, let me go and do like a play at the local, you know, steak steakhouse because i am a real actor this is my big break shut up christian anyway then they go back in and they change and they this is where we get the incredible tiny neck okay so the shop worker comes up the shopkeeper comes up and is measuring christian's neck for a costume and this person literally goes Oh, like starts pissing themselves laughing, saying, you have an incredibly tiny neck. And it didn't end there. And and Christian was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, no, really, you have a really, really small, tiny, tiny, small neck. I was filled with so much joy. I was like, thank you, fellow country person. I deeply, deeply appreciate um, you taking the piss out of him. Um, so then they get into, um, I know Cleo's in some kind of Maid Marion, and he's in a, a knight's armor, which he couldn't even wear properly, he had like the shoulder pads, like, anyway. Then um, she's just saying, oh, he's so good looking, and I can't believe it. And I am, then I get, you know, I'm already at an 80 with Christian. Then I get to a 20 with Cleo, because Cleo says in her interview, oh, I've no idea how I pulled him. And FYI, in England, pulling him, as you probably know or could figure out, is how you got him, right? Um, I've no idea how I pulled him. No, Cleo, no. He, you, he is the one that should be saying that about you. Stop feeding his ego. Stop building him up because he is running with it. And I don't like it. Um, give yourself some credit, please, Cleo. And he gets hurt. So he's like, oh, I got you something. It's this silver necklace. And please tell me you guys noticed, right? She opens up. He opens up and she goes, oh, it's so pretty. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. And you just hear him go, sterling silver. <laughs> sterling silver. Just, just st- st- sterling silver. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, shut up, Christian. Um, and I just wrote down in my notes, oh, Cleo, dot, 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 you deserve capital so much more. I mean, I nearly choked on my Subway sandwich. Yes, I had a Subway sandwich. Don't judge me, all right? I was really hungry. I nearly choked on my Veggie Delight Subway sandwich. So then we see them going shopping in the local, um, they were in Budgeons, my local village, well, my village that I grew up in was very, very small. And we had a local Budgeons. And I felt really grown up when my friends would come over for sleepovers and we were able to walk from my house, we were allowed to walk from my house to Budgeons to go and get our sweets um, for a sleepover. And then go to Blockbuster. Oh, the days. Um, so they go shopping for stuff for Thanksgiving and he's, you know, describing to Cleo kind of what Thanksgiving is and what they eat. Then on the way back, ha ha, 
Cleo says, I've got to go to class. Um, it's going to be a long one. And he's like, oh, okay, no problem. I'll do something. I'll pop into a pub or whatever. Net cut to the next scene. Cleo comes into the house that she rented, this Airbnb. And you see instantly he stands up. He sat on a sofa drinking wine. And I would love, by the way, love to have seen behind the scenes of when the camera crew were like, all right, we're going back to the house now and recording. Can you imagine him like talking? I wish we could have seen that. Anyway, he stands up and he's like, hi, babe. Oh, wow. Hi, babe. And you can tell instantly, like, he's wasted. And she's like, hi. And he's like, Sue, um, I got some wine. I've been kind of killing it with the wine, but I did leave you some. And she's like, would you like one? She's like, um, yeah, okay. Probably left a, like, quarter of a glass. So he pours it and he, like, props himself up against the sink. And she's like, yeah, you got, you're a little bit tipsy, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. And I just write, ew. Not that he's drunk, just him being drunk anything christian but christian being drunk no then he when you think he can't get worse he just gets worse and he does it all with that hairline so he's saying well um how so i went to a pub yep had some drinks and i actually met yeah you know what he does this the way he's trying to phrase it trying to be casual when he's a piece of shit scumbag um you know what i actually met a girl yeah yeah met an american girl yeah um crazy right crazy met an american girl um and then we flash thankfully the cameras were there and this this guy is so devoid of charm that and under such a cloud of a disillusion to think that he that women would be enamored by him this woman, I don't know if it was a plant or they just, or the, maybe the crew found an American woman. They're like, will you do the scene? And so he goes, hi, hi. So, uh, yeah, cheers. Not a big drinker. Because remember, his entire personality is based on him drinking as much as he possibly can and thinks it's really, really cool. Um, he's like, so, so, and he, it's like, he's like the way he's holding this whiskey or beer. Or I think he was drinking a whiskey. Yeah, he was drinking whiskey's old fashions, right? He says that which you know he got wasted on like two of them and he's like holding it leaning up against this bar and this woman you can see she's like oh god literally oh god he's like isn't this crazy isn't this crazy two americans in london i'm not a big drinker oh do you have social media i mean it was beyond painful and you can tell she wanted zilch to do with him and then he tells Cleo, uh, yeah, I actually invited her to uh, uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Um, and then Cleo, she's a smart woman, and she says in a confessional, she goes, I don't understand why he craves so much validation from women. And it's exactly what it is. He, he thinks this armor he puts on of life and soul of the party i'll talk to everyone makes him have the personality of someone who is naturally magnetic and walks into a room and people want to speak to them but it doesn't work that way you have it or you don't and christian you don't remember that whole thing i totally forgot when he was flying over on the airline on the (laughs) flying over on the plane and he just was like wasted on the plane and then went and sat next to two girls and just started talking to them. It, it's re- He really needs to examine himself because it is not, 
there is no charm and it's embarrassing um then cleo is just like being at university all day and then she's like um okay well i'm gonna go upstairs and get ready for bed and he's like great great i'll be up there in a minute i'm gonna i'm gonna finish clearing up here aka he was gonna finish off her wine and finish his wine and finish what was ever left in the bottle that's what he was doing he and then we see next week a clip of the thanksgiving guess who's there jane jane has been asked they better be paying her a pretty penny for her appearance fees she is back and she's joining them and that american girl didn't even turn up which i think is brilliant by the way so that's them um guys we have one couple left now i've put on our instagram tender love and care podcast um the greatest scene in i would say in cinema history is the throwing of the toothbrush and how this cameraman zoned in on this toothbrush being chucked by this insanely angry woman to this monster of a man it was and you just saw it you just saw it tilting and and, and falling on the ground it was beautiful all right let me have some water and let's get into this i will let you know actually speaking of the water i'm drinking on because it's drinking because it's evidently such a interesting topic i went in today to like a corner shop or as you know new yorkers say bodega i love that term and i just i i really very rarely buy water right because filter and i just have a reusable water bottle but i was so so thirsty so um i went in and I was like, I'm not buying any plastic. I'm not, but I'm only going to buy something in a glass bottle. You know, do what we can when we can. And everything was fucking plastic. I couldn't find, there was no Voss, you know, Voss that's in that. I knew it was going to be overpriced, but I was like, whatever, I can reuse it. And it's better for the environment. Um, everything's bloody plastic. And I thought, I, I know, I was so thirsty. It was like, I said, it was 105. And that Subway sandwich evidently had a lot of sodium in it. So I was like super, super thirsty. I was like, oh, I need, I've got to get some water. I can't handle this. So I ended up buying core hydration and it claims it's the bottle is made from 100% recycled plastic. So I felt less guilty, but how are there not more glass water bottles? Anyway, that's just that's just some food for thought. Once again, words of wisdom with Polly. All right, let's get into Gino and Jasmine. We see them, we've, we're still, we're after they've taken the walk, to, spoken about children. Jasmine still has those lovely little, lovely little clips in her hair. And um, he's on, on the bed and she's like, all right, we're going to do a spa day. And that hat thing we never talk about it enough um he says she goes to take off his hat and he's like no 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 no." and she's like okay well can you just move the the rim of the hat to the back watch him do this guys he he holds it swallows deeply and like is terrified and he just does it really quickly and gets it to the back i mean we've seen he's completely bald and we've seen it before, but I don't, it's very, is such a bit, I mean, he has a lot of issues, that needs to be handled, so she starts doing, you know, face rubs, scrubs, steam, starts putting a face mask on him, and then she's like, I just want you to feel like king of my world, 
cut to I wish they'd done this. I wish TLC had done this, right? They're great. I mean, we know that editors deserve gold. But I wish they'd done that, that they'd filmed that. I want him to feel like king of my world. And then, you know, fast forward to literally five minutes later. You cheap weirdo, I hope you die. <laughs> and then rewind back to the scene. That would have been perfect. Get me in the editor's booth. Um, so she's doing all of this. And, you know, she's ready to ask and stuff, you know, because she's sweetening him up. And she says, oh, you're going back to the US soon. I'm going to miss you. You should just stay here. And he's like, well, I can't because, you know, I have to go and finish off the visa stuff. I have to be in the US. I can't give you anything you want. You need to have patience and don't be spoiled. You're sounding spoiled, right? Oh, no, that's before. She says, you have to have patience. And she goes, well... You know, I'm so sick of <laughs> so sick of moving. It causes so much stress for me and so much, just too much for me, too much for me. Will you help me pay for this apartment until, you know, until we get the visa stuff? I don't want to move again. It's too stressful. Also, her ex-boyfriend's in the same building. Um, and he says, well, I mean, we, we've got to find something else. This is like the top end. This is the highest of the high. You're telling me we can't find something for 1,500. No. We can't find an apartment, a decent apartment for $2,000. No. Only option in Panama is this $3,000. I think it was like $3,000, right? Or $2,500, something like that. And then cut to her and she's in the interviews and she's saying, look, he can afford it, so he has to. Jasmine, there's a lot to unpack there. So then she's like, can you say yes? Come on, say yes. Then we see. It's like, you know, it is like a, I could hear a roller coaster of the tick, 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 getting up, getting up to that crescent, and then it's just going to go boom. Then he said, You're just, you just sound spoiled, and she blows. She starts going on about sugar babies. How much did you spend on your sugar babies? You took them to Disney, you took them to Legoland. I'm sorry, how old were these girlfriends? That's a cause for concern. I don't want anyone taking me to Disneyland or Legoland. Thank you very much. So she starts blisting the stuff. All those holidays. And you can see him. He is, you know, because he's terrible confrontation. He cannot articulate himself. He's completely overwhelmed. He starts swallowing. And he does this weird thing with his mouth. He's like, um, well, you can't compare. You can't. You, you. She's just her blood pressure must be through the roof screaming all the money tell me how much money and you can't pay for me you you're trash and then he's just like you're you're trash and she's grabbing his clothes throwing them on the ground and he goes what well uh, i could do that too i mean he he really has the sensibility of like a child then grabs some of her clothes and like throws them on the ground it's like see and she goes into the bathroom and get out of my way. You could, I couldn't even list fast enough all of the horrific insults. She was, you are a loser. I hope you die. You're a cheap weirdo. Guys, it was so bad. And slams the door and then is sl- and then he walks, I'm done. Nope, I'm done. And then he walks out the bedroom. And she just opens the door to just throw his t- electric toothbrush out on the floor beautiful work she's just screaming fuck you i mean it is 
she needs to be look after her health because it is not healthy to be that angry all the time. I just feel she, like Jasmine is, she's so explosive, obviously, and so lost in her point that she's just desperate. I want to feel loved. I want to feel loved. But she only can see love in one way. And that is with Gino paying for everything and doing everything she wants at all times, always. Then we cut to the conversation in their testimonials, right? In their interviews, their talking head stuff. They're sat next to each other. She's in cry- We see She comes out of the bathroom eventually hysterically crying. I can't do this anymore with you, Gino. I just can't. I can't remember what else they say on... I can't remember what else they say on that sofa. They say something. Um, and... Then we get to these interviews. So they're being interviewed about what we're watching. And she's saying, I just want to be number one. I'm most important. And he goes, well, yes, you're on the same level as my family. And she says, no, I'm before your family. And he says, well, after marriage. And she goes, after marriage. And loses it. Starts, they're sat next to each other. Elbows touching, they're that close. She's like, you're trash. He's like, you're trash. You're a piece of shit. He's screaming back at her in her face. You're a piece of shit. Just horrendous things they were saying to each other. I have been in explosive fights with partners before. Absolutely. With terrible people I dated. But I have never said anything like this. It is awful. And trust me, the majority of them all deserved for me to speak to them like that. But I just never have. And they are they're saying terrible things they say she's getting the mic off he's ripping the mic off and then she goes i'm going and he goes fine go and and she starts again about sex life you're terrible you're the worst i've ever had you have no idea what you're doing the bet i'm gonna go and have sex with my ex dane i'm gonna go and do that right now this is the australian remember who lives in the same building that gino's paying for um i'm gonna go i'm gonna have sex with him and guess what you want to see a video you want to see a video of me fucking dane you want to see that and he's like yeah yeah like he is just out of his mind he's like yeah yeah and she goes and it was one month ago and she just storms off and then the dust settles and we just see the back of her walking off out of the studio, wherever they're filming, doing these interviews, and he's just a shell, more of a shell of a human being, sat on stairs. And the episode ends. <laughs> Guys, it's... It was rough. There's, If there is coming back for these two, then I can't watch them anymore. You cannot come back from what we saw in this episode between Gino and Jasmine. You cannot come back from this. But, you know, if we know our 90 days, we know what goes down. Um, It was wild, guys. We see next week we're going to see Statler um, meeting Dempsey's friends, which will be interesting. Um, It just, it's, there's a lot going on here. That Christian and Cleo will have their Thanksgiving next weekend, next week um, with just Jane. I love Jane. You are doing so much. You're doing the Lord's work. Um, All right. I'm going to love you and leave you. And drink some more of my water outside of out of a recycled.
plastic water bottle. Um, but I want to say thank you all for listening. And I do apologize that it was just me droning on for this episode. Hopefully Kate will be back for the rest of the episodes this week, but it's not a guarantee. As I said, she's really not feeling very well. So it may be next week. Um, and as always, I want to say a massive, massive thank you on behalf of Kate and I for everyone that's listening right now, every single one of you that has written reviews, we see all your reviews on, whether it's on Spotify or, or um, Apple, I mean, we see them all, we see the five stars, it means so much, thank you, thank you, thank you, as well as the DMs you're sending us, as well as following us and viewing all our stories and commenting on social media, Tender Loving Care podcast on Instagram, and emailing us, we love your emails, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com drop us a line we will respond we love chatting with everyone we love to know where you're from what you like the best which episode's your favorite just everything you guys are all complete dreamboats and we love you have to do our plug as always the one of the most important ways that you could support the pod is by five bucks a month that's all all it is to join our subscriber-only episodes. In those subscriber-only episodes, we deep dive weird, wild, fantastical documentaries. It can be about the paranormal. It could be about aliens. It could be about pop culture, mysterious deaths, unsolved crimes. You get um, those come out every other week. We have one coming out this Friday. Uh, that's right, isn't it? Yes, this Friday, um, and you know you could you'll get access to all of the back catalogue. If where you're listening to this now, you will look on your feed, you will see there is an episode that will say subscriber only. There's a lock there. You click on that. Two seconds, guys, you enter your information, you get much more content from Kate and I, personal messages, more content, plus you're supporting us. You know, we we do this all ourselves, edit, record, talk shit all by ourselves and we're putting out three to four episodes a week we absolutely love it but seeing you guys sign up financially and your financial help means so much to us so thank you thank you thank you thank you we love you all and we'll be chatting about a cult documentary documentary about people that have lost their daughters and people to cults tomorrow so tune in i love you bye-bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.